increase your active income. And then we have our together, right? This is where I think it's so important that, that the structure we use literally creates a unity in our marriage because we're saying, here's this together. So together may be this balance of increasing income and lowering expenses, right? If you can do that, then you're actually working together. You're on the same page and it's not this you know, kind of um, backhanded or kind of secretive thing where, you know, hey, I'm, I have my secret Amazon account or I'm going and buying sneakers and not telling my spouse, right? Like mm-hmm. if you have these goals together, you actually write them out and it's not about, oh, he should have gotten the raise. He should have worked harder and gotten that promotion. No, this is our family goal together, right? We set this goal to increase family profit by either one or the other increasing uh, income, which you should probably do regardless, and then potentially decreasing expenses on some of these things. So I don't want to go in a rabbit hole side tangent, but I did want to say this, that this concept that we are discussing right now as togetherness in finances is probably a shock to a lot of married couples. It's a shock to me that most married couples don't have unity with their finances, like together in one account. Um, Mm. But majority of married couples have their finances separate. And so completely in separate accounts. And so I think this whole idea of having financial unity within your marriage is like, what? I don't want to do that. This is my money and this is his money. And so I think that that needs to be said that maybe you should consider joining forces within your financial goals Um, because when you're together in this I mean together you can do so much more than what you're doing individually and so I think that a lot of times married couples can intentionally or unintentionally sabotage the other person because it's almost like a competition on who can make more money or oh look you know he's more successful than me and I need to pull them down a little bit to my level or vice versa, right? And so I think there's a lot of sabotage going on within marriage, not just in the financial realm, but in the physical realm. What if mm-hmm. one person is really gung-ho about getting you know, physically fit, the other one's not, the other one gets jealous because they're looking good and whatever it may be, right? So I think that I kind of wanted to bring that cat out of the bag because I think that needs to be said, um, that we always started off together. Our finances were always together. We always talk about them together. And so if that hasn't been something that's been in your relationship, I would say consider it. Definitely. So the other part of this, the other component is your passive income, right? You can think of it in multiple ways. Um, You can think of it as your retirement. Perhaps it's your 401k. Perhaps it's rental properties. Perhaps you're investing in crypto or watches or the stock market. Who knows what it is, right? But it's something, it's money set aside for your future. And for us, we buy real estate and we have a plan every single year. Here's what we want to do. Here's the real estate that we want to acquire. Here's what it is. We want to get, you know, we want to buy this much. We want to create this much passive income. We have this much cash flow. And we've been doing this for about 10 years, purchasing properties, holding them long term, creating cash flow. So we know how to do that. And that's kind of our niche. And I would encourage you to find something like this, even if you are brand new to this start spending that time. Perhaps you jump into something this year. Perhaps you spend the first three or six months learning a new niche. What interests you? And this is where you come together and you say, okay, well, you know, it's the beginning of the year. Hopefully by the end of the year, we'll buy our first asset, whatever that is. We'll invest in whatever it is by the end of this year. So the first few months of this year, we're going to get together and we're going to learn something. 
And this is where that financial unity comes together because we set different types of goals. We set the goals for increasing our personal income. Now we're setting goals for increasing our family, our, our retirement, our together income. And they have to be two separate things. I think if you, most people will not do it this way. And I think most people have no retirement plan, no passive income. They can never stop working. And that's a huge problem. So do it this way because ultimately you are holding your, your spouse, you're holding your family accountable to, I'm going to hit some type of goal by the end of this year. And perhaps if you are brand new to this concept, then your goal is just education. It's just learning and getting ready to invest, or perhaps it's saving to invest, or perhaps it's knocking down bad debt. I would consider that part of this, right? If you knock down bad debt, then you're really having a plan and you're, you're knocked down bad debt alongside I am learning a niche. I'm learning to invest um, so that I'm ready in you know six months or by the end of the year. Well, that kind of takes us to one of the next categories, which is the mental. Uh, we have a mental category and this is the category that we set goals for um, reading books, for educating ourselves on finances or assets or whatever it may be, uh, for going to conferences for you know personal growth and development. So this goal is kind of leads into the previous one. So if you have no experience in buying assets, maybe you focus on this mental goal of, you know, reading one book a week on finances, on just anything in general, on purchasing real estate. Um, I mean, I think Brett read a book for like the third time on the airplane the other day about purchasing real estate. He knows how to purchase real estate, but it's still, he wants to ingrain it in his mind. It wants to be something that is just automatic, right? And so it can be something that you've read before. Maybe you just want to make sure that you ingrain it. And so this is something that we sit down and we talk about certain things that we want to learn about. Like for me personally, I want to learn about taxes. And so I want to read uh, many books this year on taxes because I feel like that's something that I don't know that much about. And so I want to educate myself on that. Yeah. So regarding this, it's, it's pretty easy to set aside and it's very practical to say, hey, here's our together goal on educating, on growing in this mentally, because we don't know everything we need to know about our investing niche. So that's a really practical way to say, hey, okay, let's get together. Let's, you learn this, I'm gonna learn this, we'll, we'll work together and say, okay, here's how we accomplish or at least get started with these goals. But then there's also other things like personally, like I wanna learn these kind of things, right? And I want to read certain things or I want to grow myself mentally on certain aspects, right? You talked about taxes. You want to learn that, but it also, again, works towards our common goal of passive income. So I think that a lot of people should go through this pattern on all of these things. Here's my personal goals on this subject. And here's our unity goals, our together goals on this subject. So the next one is physical. We have physical goals for each other separately and also together. And this is one thing that I think is super vital which I think is different than most people, most couples have, we actually work out together. We go to the gym together every morning. And so that's something that is kind of different because we actually work together as well and we work out together. And so we're kind of always together. Um, but Brett also has individual goals that he'll talk about uh, his physical goals. So yeah, my physical goals, right? I, I like to do long race races. I like to do Ironmans and ultra marathons and things like that. So I'll, I'll have multiple races set up for this year. And those are my bigger goals. I think that 
for us as our common goal together, it's really to continue to work out together. We hit CrossFit most days together. We go together before work. And that pretty much sets us with unity there because here's here's kind of the, the problem with marriages. You have you get married, you know, it's great honeymoon stage. Then you have your first baby and then everyone gains 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then by the year 10 year you're married, you've gained like 50 pounds. And it just really puts a stress on the marriage, right? If, if Especially if you're not on the same page with this. If one person has physical goals and the other person doesn't, there's just nothing there. There's nothing mm-hmm. written down, right? Like you're looking at your spouse or you're creating resentment. Like I'm spending all this time trying to be the best version of me looking hot and sexy and you look like a slob, right? Mm-hmm. You, you probably don't say those things, but you, I'm sure you think them if that's the case. Mm-hmm. This is why I think it's so vital that we say, okay, here's our unity goal. And it's not like we're doing races together, but we are holding each other accountable to the same goals that we are going to maintain our physical body together. Mm -hmm. And so it may be working out. It may be nutrition. It may be going on walks, whatever it is. But I I guess nutrition is is an important one because we commit to each other and in front of our kids and raising our kids, like, here's what we're going to eat. Here's the amount of sweets we're going to have. Here's all these kind of things. And we got on the same page with that, which really, I think, is very active in preventing issues that will slowly creep up into the marriage as one person, you know, cherishes their body and one person does not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nutrition is a big part of it. I think that's something that, you know, Brett loves to cook. I cook when I have to. Um, but we're we're incorporating protein and vegetables, you know, with each meal we're teaching our girls how to cook so that when they are on their own, they'll know how to cook on their own. And so, you know, we have a green smoothie every morning as well. So we're showing them, I think, the appropriate way to feed your body because we don't we don't live to eat. We eat to live. Right. And so that's something that we are showing our girls. And I think it's very important to show your kids that. Yeah. So the next one is spiritual. And I think of a, a, as the human body as, as kind of three parts. And this is these three parts are in here, right? It's, it's mental, physical, and spiritual. So whether you are someone who believes in God or something different, I, I think you should consider having this type of, of topic in here. And you and I, are, we're both believers. We both love Jesus. And we have specific goals spiritually. And then we have, again, unity goals or family goals together, right? So, you know, obviously... We want to go to church every week. We want to take our children. We want to raise them in a, a home that that loves people, that loves God. And I think that's a great example of here is our spiritual goals together, right? I have certain goals on I want to spend, you know, this much time um, reading my Bible, praying, um, you know, generosity, giving, loving strangers, those kind of things, right? Those all kind of go into my personal spiritual. And then we've talked about, again, here's the family dynamic on this. And again, that's another huge one where there's a lot of like long-term creep of division in the marriage is spiritually. If one person has beliefs that like, hey, I want to raise my kids this way and the other person doesn't or it's polar opposites, then this is a, you know, maybe something that's not a big deal during the honeymoon stage of marriage. But by year five to 10, especially as your kids get older, man, it can really blow these things up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to give an example specifically on my personal spiritual goals because I think people are like, well, what kind of goals do you have spiritually? So besides the ones Brett already talked about, for me, um, I just focus on things that I really want to learn more about. So 
for instance, I'm going through a Revelation study right now. So I think Revelation is like the most daunting book of the Bible, right? Like, oh my gosh, I don't know what it means. And so I've always thought that. And so I'm like, well, why am I sitting in this daunting headspace when I could just research it more? And so I'm going through Revelation study. So that's an example of that. Another one is um, reading The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. That's something that I want to just have more of an understanding of my faith so that I can stand up for it, I think, when I'm in discussion with people. And so there's actually a kid version of that that I want our kids to go through. And so those are just two examples. Another one would be if you want to join a Bible study or a small group, that could be a goal for yourself too, since you're going usually like once a week, you'll meet with people. Um, I mean, there's various different goals. It doesn't have to be like these huge and lofty goals. It can be something small. So just pick something that you want to learn more about. Maybe it's learning about other religions. Maybe you want to learn about Hinduism or some other religion that your friend is involved in. And so um, I think that's also a great aspect to incorporate. So our last one is relational. And relational is kind of a, a bucket term because people are at different stages of life, right? You may be single and you may not have a spouse. You may have a spouse or you may not have kids. You may have kids, but they may be older out of the house. You may have grandkids, right? Like anywhere in the journey of life, you can come to this, this idea of a relational and it'll be different for everyone. But ultimately, we want to have the same the same principle, right? My goal, your goal, our goal together. And so then there's there's certain things, right? Okay, like we have um, date nights that we want to hit for ourselves, but then we also have date nights with our daughters, right? Like we want to have those. So there's examples of family goals there. We put in vacations. Vacations are a huge goal that we want to actually write down. We want to hit at least one big vacation a year, and then we want to do a bunch of little like three-day trips and, um, you know, camping trips and things like that. So I want to use this time to put in the whole family section, the whole spouse section, um, anything. If, if you're single, I'm looking for for a, a partner, right? These are my goals. And here's kind of, um, you know, my personal stuff I'm going to do on this. And then our family time together, we're going to do on this. This also can be friendships. I think that that's important to you. Maybe you have a friend that you feel really connected with, you want to build that relationship, then maybe set like a coffee date every two weeks or something. Um, again, it doesn't have to be daunting. I think people, when they think goals, they think it has to be this big, scary thing that is going to take forever to achieve. It doesn't have to be big and scary. It can be something that's very small. And so um, that's another relational goal. That's an example that you can also incorporate as well. Yeah. So I think of, uh, uh, you know, myself or any person as like a little circle. When you are, you know, a, a child or maybe just a, a young adult, I think of you like it's this little small circle. And my goal is to grow my circle, right? I don't want it to, to be a straight line or I don't want it to be, um, you know, like a, an arrowhead, like a funny shape. I want it to be a circle. And to me, what that means and the analogy that I use is we just walk through, here's our five different categories of goals. And if I just had goals towards finance, right, and I pushed out this circle in one direction, I pushed out towards this financial goal and I hit it and I did that three, four years in a row, I would be kind of shaped like an arrowhead, right? I wouldn't be nice and round anymore. So that's why I use this analogy of I am this circle and I'm trying to get bigger. I want to go from five centimeters to six centimeters, from six to eight, from eight to ten. And over the course of my life, I want to be this huge, massive circle that is able to be more mature and more responsible and take on more burdens and accomplish more things 
But if I am not round, meaning I have lacked some of these things, like you see very successful people and they'll lack their, um, their physical body or they'll lack their relationships, like their, their marriage, and that'll blow up, right? I don't think that's appropriate. That's a, that's a misshapen, you know, uh, circle there, right? They, they've totally skipped a component of life that is vital. So we've gone through these things and said, here are our core values together and as a family, right? So we're really just listing out our core values as our goals and then individual and, and family ones. But I think it's important to, to look at it in this perspective and not limit yourself on just one or two types of goals. And if you have more categories that you think are more important that you want to, you know, do this with your family or yourself, then add it in there also, right? But just don't just do like, oh, I'm just family or excuse me, or maybe just finances or just losing weight, right? That's not round enough. You're not becoming a mature enough person. And I think that you can do better than that. You can grow rounder, wider, wiser than that. Mm-hmm. I think that the goals should, I think some goals should be pretty easy to attain, right? But I think there should be some goals that should be really hairy and scary <laughs> is what they say, right? Um, I think that's more of a like three to five year goal. Um, and so I don't want people to come at it being like, oh, I'll just go to the gym twice a week and, you know, you know, visit my mom every other week. Like, yes, those things are great. And those would build a relationship in your physical body, but also like, I think push yourself too, right? Like you're trying to become a better version of yourself through these goals. And so if you're not pushing yourself, if you're not a little hesitant or scary, when you write these goals down, I think you need to rethink them and push yourself a little bit so that your spouse can keep you accountable to those. Yeah. That's a good point because really it goes to this idea that if you don't make big enough goals, then you won't be disappointed at the end of the year. And I really dislike that idea. I, there's many, I think most of my goals, I actually don't hit this year, right? But I still roll them over to next year and they are still my goal. And it is totally okay to shoot for the stars and hit the moon. I was just going to say that. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. But um, but again, you know, if one spouse is like, you know, oh, you know, those are too big, don't do that. I think you you should you should be a little uncomfortable, like you yeah. said, right? Push a little bit more. If you think you can definitely do it this year, then make your goal bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, I always think of that Bible verse without vision, people will perish. I think you have to have a destination that you're going to, right? It's not like you you plan a vacation and you hop on a random plane hoping that you get to your specific destination, right? Like, you know where your plane is going. And so I think that that is something that's also important too. If you um, are have physical goals or maybe within your job you have c- certain goals, like know where they are so you have a trajectory to hit, right? Not like you're just a missile being shot in the middle of nowhere, right? You can completely miss. So make sure you have something that you're aiming toward so that you can push toward that or if you don't have that, it's like, well, where are you going then? So um, have a vision for each one of these specific categories. The categories, again, finance, physical, mental, spiritual, and relational. That's it. That's yep. the five of them. Yep. Those things will make you a wonderfully round, mature human. It says when you say round, I think like... Like, like fat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like all encompassing. You yes. got it all. Yes. Exactly. You're the total package. Exactly. Well, yeah. <clears throat> we recommend you sitting down with your spouse and your family and, you know, discussing these things. And it probably will be uncomfortable the first time. It's going to be a little awkward, but I think that's good. I think it's pushing you out of your comfort zone. 
and write them down. Make sure they're written down somewhere so you can refer to them throughout the year and go crush those goals. That's it. Have a wonderful 2024, everybody.